Here's the big question. What if you had to start over from scratch and build a business with limited time and resources? Maybe the economy just pulled the rug out from under you, or you're in a business that's underperforming or a career that's going nowhere. How would you flip the switch to go from where you're at to where you want to go? A profitable business that supports your family and allows you to live the life you were meant to live. My name is Jason Liu, and each week I'm going to bring you guests that are further down the road while documenting my own journey. Welcome to the business of feeling good. All right, so welcome everyone to a brand new episode of The Business of Feeling Good. And I am joined today by Gia Gallinello, and she is an incredible holistic health coach. Um, she's had a background in uh, the corporate world. Um, she transitioned, which we're going to get into today, from that world, really focusing on um, helping corporate professionals um, find ways around productivity, um, improve their ability to manage stress, and obviously um, find a more holistic and more balanced life. Um, so I'm excited for her to be here today. I'm going to let her kind of dive into her story here in a second. But I wanted to share, and the reason why we connected was because we are in actually co-students. We are students in this incredible program called Empower You with Jess Glazer. And um, we are on this journey. And the cool thing about being a part of this journey is meeting incredible people like Gia. And the fact that uh, she is actually 12 weeks, 11 weeks ahead of me in the course right now. So it's kind of cool to see kind of what future self may look like. But Gia, thanks for taking the time to connect today. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, no, I'm pumped to have you here. So I'd like to get in before we kind of uncover everything. I think one of the most interesting aspects of when I first met you, which I thought was really cool, was that right now you're juggling both corporate right now and um, attempting to go out here and build like this side hustle new business you have. Do you mind kind of diving in a little bit and sharing with us what's going on in your world? Yeah, a lot, as you <laughs> just pointed out. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm currently working in the corporate world and in the music industry and have been in, uh, not always in the music industry, but have been in sort of like e-commerce planning, buying that kind of world for my whole career, which is, I don't know, over 10 years. Let's just leave it at that. Um, and so <laughs> I've been doing that forever, but really my passion has always been the health and wellness industry. So that's why, and I've had stints in it. I've done, um, I think we talked about this in the past, but I've done stints where I've been a personal trainer. You know, I've had a little uh, couple years where I was doing another entrepreneurial thing. Um, so I've had tastes of it, but now is the time that I'm really, I've kind of stepped into, this is what I'm, this is where I'm going and this is what I'm doing. This is what actually fulfills me. That's awesome. So let's talk about that because I think that so often, I think looking back, it's easy to see, but I noticed that there's always like these, these itches that need scratching when we're kind of in a place where maybe we're unfulfilled a little bit. Um, there's always this kind of gnawing feeling like, hey, hey, I should be doing something else somewhere else um, in a different space. Did you always have those tendencies? Because um, it sounds like you've built a pretty robust career um, in that you know, music industry, doing buying and doing selling. Um, was that itch always there for, for health and wellness? Oh, yeah. And it was, I think it was one that I was, as many of us do, kind of avoiding scratching <laughs> because I thought the safer route was to stay in the, in the business world and stay in this place where I was getting a regular paycheck and where it was kind of like, you know, not, I wasn't on the line. I just had to do my job and do it well and everything else would, would happen. I'd get benefits, I'd get a paycheck, all good. I didn't have to kind of like, you know, go that extra mile and, be, and feel the fear of it. So that's what I think 
the reason that I was pushing it away for so long. But, you know, you can only do that for so long before you get to the point of uh, just, you know, you feel like something's missing. And you're like, why would I continue the rest of my career um, not, not exploring that? So what was that for you? Was there, was there a breaking moment for you? Or was it what kind of allowed you to make that leap? Because that's a really scary place to be. And I, I know a lot of people that are kind of right on that precipice a bit and not really knowing if they should go for it or not. Yeah, I think for me, it was sort of forced because um, so uh, many years back now at this point, I was living in Baltimore and uh, with my ex-husband at the time, he was my my husband and he had a business that he was running. It was a chocolate company, a craft chocolate company. Yeah. So that was, that was interesting. And I was still working, you know, in the corporate world down there and he uh, needed some kind of someone to step in and run the business part of it because he's, his focus was really on more of the production. He was the, the maker of the chocolate. So that was his strong suit, right? So he needed kind of help there. And so when I stepped in, and actually that was one point in time where I quit the corporate world for a little bit and was doing that and was doing personal training. So I had this sort of half entrepreneurial, half a little bit of wellness, like kind of taste of it. And then you know, when I moved back up to New York, um, we, we split and I moved back up and because it was his business, you know, I left all of that behind and I was kind of in the mode of like, I've just got to get myself, you know, back on my feet, get an apartment, get a job. I can't do this. I can't, I, I don't see that happening quickly being a trainer because it's hard to get started in a brand new place again. So I went right back into the corporate world where I was kind of comfortable again and safe again. And I think it was that second time around that I was like, now that I've had a taste of this, this new thing does not feel, or this old thing does not feel good. Right. So that it was kind of like forced into getting that, that taste. And then now, you know, now I've never looked back. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. No, that's, I think that's such a, it's such a great, um, to be able to hold up the mirror on both sides and be like, Oh, but this felt so good at one point in time. And then realizing when you go back to it, this doesn't feel as great. Um, and I think that's such a great, um, you're able to discern kind of what that feeling's like. Um, so you got this itch, you've got this kind of like, I got to go back into business. Did you know exactly what you were going to dive into? Like, was there a, I've got a business plan and I know exactly what I'm doing or was it kind of messy? Oh yeah, it was messy. <laughs> <laughs> messy only in the sense that, you know, I knew it was going to be health and wellness, something in that world, but I just didn't know what that looked like. Cause like I said, the trainer thing, it was, I liked it, but there was again, something that I was like, I feel like I could do more because so when you're training someone, just personal training, right. And they come to you and they say, I want to lose 20 pounds. You, your job is to give them a, a plan of action. How, you know, what are they going to eat? What workouts are they going to do? How are they going to get there? Versus as a, as a health coach, when someone says, I want to lose 20 pounds, the first question is why, you know, and you dig a lot deeper into all of the things that are making them feel like this 20 pounds that they might lose is actually going to, what's it going to do for them? Right. And then you, you, you go through all these conversations and you find out there's so much, there's just all this deeper stuff that's happening. And there's other stuff that's contributing. That's not just food. That's not just um, the workouts. It's stress. It's all these other things. So, um, yeah. So when I did the health coaching certification that, that was, I sort of didn't know what I was going to do with it, but I knew that I wanted something more holistic. Yeah. So did you have, did you have this experience for yourself? Um, cause a lot of people that I find, and I could be totally wrong here too, that end up in the field of being like, I want to go out there and help 
either women or other people experience this, this process um, typically have gone through that transformation. Did you have someone that kind of guided you through that yourself? Or did you have that type of an experience um, in terms of like someone giving you that confidence and realizing there's a lot more under there um, while you were working through it? I did have that experience. I think it, it took a lot longer because there, there wasn't a coach. There wasn't someone or not, not that everyone, you know, necessarily needs a coach, but there wasn't really someone, um, a mentor or someone that I was looking to during my transformation. It was sort of, like I said before, it was kind of forced. And sometimes that is the way it happens for people that you're put in a situation and you kind of, you can either, you know, when I was back in Baltimore and I was feeling all these things, like I'm just not happy. You can either decide that you're just going to sit in the misery and deal with it and not be happy for your life, the rest of your life, or you're going to actually do something about it and try to change the way that you're viewing things. Cause I think that's the only way that it happens. You know, someone can tell you how to feel, but that's not going to change how you actually feel. You've got to have that switch. That's, that's such, there's such a great strength about you, Gia, that you, you have that you're able to, like, I think so many individuals can feel like the woe is me, like my life has just ended up this way. I'm just going to have to kind of bear through it. Um, Excuse me, but you've kind of talked a lot about being able to find that ability to kind of flip the switch in your own mind. What were you doing? Because I think that's such a valuable information, especially right now. Like there's so many people that are uncertain. We don't know exactly what's happening in the world right now. So for you, was there, what did you do while you were going through this stressful point? So it was a lot of different things. I think that I've sort of almost, you know, realized, like you were saying before, as you look back, you kind of see what those things were. And now I've pulled them out. And some of them are just, the, the biggest thing for me has been, once I started keeping the promises that I was making to myself, that's when I started, A, building the confidence in what I was capable of. And, and you know, so I talk about body confidence in my, in my coaching. And there's so much more than just how you feel about your body, but that's, that's one piece of it. And then the rest of it is feeling confident in what you bring to the, to the world, you know, what you offer. Um, and what, as you, as you keep these small promises and then the promises get bigger, I'm going to actually go to school and become a health coach, right? Like that was a big one that I had thought about that maybe 10 years ago. I can remember the same school that I went to looking at it, calling someone, having the conversation and then not doing anything about it. And so even like that big step of actually doing that and saying, this is it, I'm going to actually take this step. I'm going to, you know, put money on the line, do put some skin in the game um, and then actually follow through. Those were kind of the biggest things that I think were the turning points for me, actually doing something that I said I was going to do. Isn't that funny? Like it, at least from what I'm taking away from the story right now is that it's the work that you're doing kind of on the outside how much of an impact it has on the inside and that ability to kind of get up and get moving and to change your body a little bit and to build some confidence, build some muscle and how it permeates to everything else. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think even, you know, like you were just saying, moving, so it's not always, often you find, and even when I was training, you find that people, just the act of committing to say the exercises or eating healthy or whatever they're doing and actually doing it, the weight comes off and that's great. And they are happy about that. But often there's so much more, like you're saying that happens. They build this confidence because they said they were going to do something and then they did it. Right. And they can see the results from that. And so then you're so much more likely to take that step the next time that you are required to follow through on something. That's incredible. That's really cool. Um, so right now you're, you're juggling both corporate 
and health and wellness. How do you do the both or how do you manage it right now? Because like I said earlier, I think we have a lot of people listening in that are like, I want to try a business or I want to do a business. I just don't know how to fit it in my day right now. Um, how do you manage those two or how do you kind of like keep those two worlds, I guess, separate or how do you blend them? I know it's funny because uh, in the beginning, you know, this was all very crazy and everyone was thinking like the world is flipped upside, flipped upside down. What, what are we doing here? Um, and I have less time because like you, you know, you have homeschooling, you have all these different new things that you have to kind of fit into your day that where some people, you know, you see in social media are like, I'm learning a language. I'm playing the violin, like all these different things. And you're like, I'm not doing that. I'm doing more than I was. Um, so you can look at it that way, of course. But then there's also for me, it was kind of this blessing in disguise. I don't want to call the coronavirus a blessing, but the fact that now I'm working from home, a, my commute is gone, right? So I've gained some time there. And there are certain ways now that I can structure my day and my meetings where I actually feel like I have a little bit more time, even though I'm working longer hours, because I don't have to break to go into work and settle in and check the emails. Like you can just get up, get ready and kind of start. Um, I've, it's been sort of a blessing to have this extra time. Um, and so what I'm doing is I'm a big fan of, of time blocking. So in the mornings, you know, before I start my kind of corporate job day, I have a big chunk of time where I'm doing, uh, focusing on the health coaching. There are chunks in the middle of the day. Um, don't tell my boss that, but <laughs> there are chunks in the middle of the day where if I have the time, I can, um, I can focus on that. And, you know, let's call that my lunch break. And then in the evenings as well, you know, and then on weekends. So I'm working a little bit more, obviously, than I would be if I was just doing one thing. So you're in the process of it right now. Um, let's let's kind of, I think so often people want to see like, oh, it's the finished product and I have this huge launch and I've got this huge business now. But so often I think that the really relatable journey is kind of starting it um, and being in the, in the middle of it. I think that's the most exciting right. part of starting any business right now. Um, let's talk a little bit about Empower You because I've just started the process here. Um, do you want to talk, or do you mind talking a little bit about kind of what that journey has been like for you and how did you end up kind of in Jess Glazer's uh, world? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I found her through just another person that I happened to start following on Instagram. Um, I don't know if you know Jarrah Bean, um, but anyway, she's, she is more of like a like influencer blogger type, type person that I was following. And then she spoke at a few events that I went to. And she had mentioned that she was working with Jess. So I checked her out. Of course, you know, um, once you start following Jess and seeing what she's saying, you're like, okay, I have to work with this person, right? So um, that's sort of just what introduced me. And then, yeah, so far it's been, it's been such a journey. It's funny because you think like, and she says it too, like a lot of the things that you might learn, you can either learn from another program, possibly Google, you know, find out these different kind of snippets of and, and see them as, as just like tips and tricks. But when you have someone that guides you through the whole process and that gives you that structure, that was the biggest thing for me. The biggest takeaway is, is the structure and the accountability of just like, here's what we're doing this week. Here's what we're doing next week and kind of moving through the process. It's so helpful. And then, you know, meeting you is, is a testament to this, the community. I mean, you meet so many people who are doing the same thing. And I think that's, that's just one of the most important things that you don't really realize if you're trying to do it on your own is the value in meeting people who are doing a similar thing, but maybe a very different thing 
meaning, you know, it's a different industry that they're, they're not in health and wellness maybe, but you're also trying to build a business and just the value that you can get from just talking to people. What's, um, you know, when you started this, did you have, when you started your business and we talk a lot about social media these days, did you have an audience already built in around this kind of holistic health approach or was this all new audience building for you? Brand new. Yeah. So I think this year, early this year is when I started the um, social media account just for the health and wellness. So my personal one is totally separate. And that was, it's an ego check. <laughs> it's like, okay. You know, cause even when you start your personal one, however many years back, nobody had any followers, right? Cause everybody was kind of starting at the same time. So you could grow with everyone and, and it didn't feel so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a check to the ego for sure. <laughs> so, so let's talk about it. So how did you end up kind of allowing yourself to kind of check your ego at the door, um, or kind of get past the, Oh my gosh, no one's engaging or no one's liking my posts. Like, how do you get past that type of stuff? It's, I would say it's, it's always a work in progress. Like there are some days where I'm like, Oh man, I wonder if that's me. Like, am I not resonating or some, did, is it the algorithm? Like I'm always like, I wonder if it's the algorithm, right? You always try to justify it. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, maybe not. Maybe I should, should look inward and see, you know, what else I can provide. Um, but I think the biggest way, you know, I did kind of get past that hump, the initial, you know, really taking it personally is now gone. And it's more, um, when something maybe isn't resonating, I try to just look and not, not take it personally and just think, okay, maybe is there something else that I can provide to the people who are engaging with me? Typically, is there something else that they need? Am I, um, am I missing the mark and just kind of use it as something to help you grow and not care as much about, um, so, you know, this is something in empower you that, uh, that all the coaches kind of talk about too, is, is even if you don't have, you know, 10,000 followers yet or a hundred thousand followers, think about the community that you do have and, and nurture them and, and, and speak to them and, and give them what they need because that's what you're doing it for, right? Especially as he- in health and wellness, that's what I'm here for. I want to help people. So to, to kind of like put the blinders on and clear out the noise of who else might happen to see me and start, you know, following and engaging and just say, who do I have now that is engaging with my content typically and maybe is benefiting from it? And what can I do? How can I further that benefit to them? It's really great. Um, and I've, I've had the similar experience too, where like Nick or Jess or someone in the, in some, one of the coaches are just like, look, you just can't stop. Doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't matter who's engaging right. with you. Um, and even that going through that dip of like, you're putting out new content that maybe is a completely new brand business, something, and you're going to lose followers too. Like there's people that are just like, they're, they're not for this new journey. And that was, that was definitely an ego hit too. I'm like, Oh, like my engagement's super low now. Um, but it's like, okay. has changed a bit as well, right. Where you're, you're kind of talking about different things. Totally. Yeah. It's totally different. And you have a totally different audience that's engaging with you now. So that's really, really, I think that was, you bring up really great points. Um, and I think that's something that's, you know, each of the coaches have really kind of hammered home is, you know, it's, it just takes time. It's, and so going through this 12 week process, um, of empower you, um, kind of what's the before and after for you, because you've said it's step-by-step. Um, you have someone that you've got to kind of deliver on when it comes to homework and assignments and stuff like that. Um, what do you kind of know now at the end? Uh, cause you're coming up on graduation right now. What do you know now kind of at the end of empower you versus maybe that you didn't know in the front? Oh gosh, there's so much I didn't know in the front. <laughs> <Where do laughs> I begin? Um, but really, 
you know, like I said, having that structure, I think I was a little more haphazard and what should I be doing? You know, how, sh- how should I make best use of my time today? Each day before this started was just kind of like, you know, what should I, like, I'm just kind of like looking into the clouds, like, what, what could I do? How could I get more engagement or how could I provide more value? Or should I do an ebook? Like, what should I do? You know, and not just not knowing, not having the clarity, whereas this has given me really a roadmap. Um, and, and just knowing where I should be focusing my energy and then the community that again, like, I'll just say it again, because it is that much of a, it is that impactful to meet all these different people and people who are doing similar things. And all these people are trying to impact, right. Which is, I'm sure that, you know, and in your class as well, there are so many people that are trying to help people that you just, it almost, it's invigorating and not having that before you're kind of on an island by yourself and you're, you know, you want to help people and you're like, you know, I have all this, all this help to give, but there's just less of, I guess, that electric energy than when you have all these people around you that are also trying to do that. And you're, and you're feeding off of them and you're doing, having live conversations on Instagram, maybe with them. And that gives you the energy. It just kind of all around makes me more jazzed and energized every day to keep doing what I'm doing. So Tell me now, like, so I'm sure there are a lot of people that would love to engage and love to kind of reach out and connect and find out what you're doing next. Who is it that you're really looking to go out there and help and how do they kind of find you and and get into your world and space? Yeah, I focus on helping people. So I know where I have, where I've been and what I was feeling when I was in that place, which is in the corporate world and kind of not knowing how to deal with my stress and because it's not always, the answer isn't always quit your job and do something else necessarily. Um, It could be that you're doing, you know, you're doing something that you enjoy, but you're not, you don't have the tools to deal with the stress. And so you're always exhausted and you're, you know, um, or you don't have the confidence in yourself. So it may just be that, but I, I do like to work with people who are in that corporate world or maybe entrepreneurial world, but they've got a lot going on and they've kind of neglected the health and wellness piece of it for whatever reason, probably because they don't have the time. Right. Um, so those types of people and the people that are looking to reduce their stress and anxiety and improve their productivity. And then also there might be a weight loss component or a, a healthy eating component that they kind of need a little bit of help with. Um, and usually, I mean, the place they can find me the most is Instagram and that's, you know, just Gia Gallinello, but, um, then there's also my website, giathehealthcoach.com. That's awesome. Um, let's unpack, do you mind if we unpack and spend a little bit of time with stress here? Because I know it's something that when everything in regards to self-isolation happened, I think a lot of people are kind of being more grounded a bit now, now that we've kind of figured out this is a bit of a new normal. Um, do you have any tips? I know that sounds very generic, but do you do things like, do you have a morning routine or do you have an evening routine that it kind of allows you to settle in? Or are there tips that you provide your, your clients right now that you really feel like are go-tos when it comes to stress? Yeah. So I think there's two, two ways that we experience stress. And one is like that right in the moment, I'm just, I got this email, I have a deadline, my blood pressure's up, my palms are sweating, you know, and your, your nervous system is literally preparing for that fight or flight, right? So to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest, um, just in the moment, I love the, the tip of doing a couple of deep diaphragmatic, diaphragm, breaths from the diaphragm, diaphragmatic breathing, um, which are those for anyone who isn't super familiar. It's those deep belly breaths. So instead of feeling the, the very high up in the shoulders and chest movement breaths, um, you want to almost like push out, put your hands right on or underneath the belly button and you're pushing out uh, and, and breathing in that way. So a couple of those, if you, especially if you're not, you know, 
meditation, of course, is another tip, but sometimes people are like, I'm sitting at my desk or I'm in the middle of something. I can't sit here and sit on a pillow and meditate for 10 minutes, right? But if you, you just do those deep breaths for a couple of minutes or one minute, um, you should actively feel things start to change. Got so that's that kind of like in the moment. Um, but then you also have the chronic stress, the long-term stress. And I think one thing that's come up a lot during this quarantine is so much noise around, you have to have a routine and your morning routine and what's your nighttime routine and do all these things and check off eight things. And, and I post sometimes my routine and it's a couple things checked off. Um, so I get that, but it's also important to understand that everybody is different and I, you know, I don't have kids. So probably it's easier for me in the morning to do some gratitude journaling and meditate, right? And for you, it might not be as easy if your daughter's awake and you've got to get <laughs> breakfast, and, right? So I think it's also important to try to have some kind of routine, but if for you, it needs to be literally one minute and it just needs to be something that you do that grounds you each morning, then that's what it is for you, right? So to make it individualized. Um, and I do think the evening routine, the wind down routine is super important because just in the same way that in the morning, you kind of have a couple things you do, you brush your teeth, you take a shower, then your brain is kind of activated. Like, okay, I'm sitting at the computer. Now is time to work. You need to shut that off, um, to de-stress and you need to set boundaries. So at the end of the night, when you're done working, um, to also have a quick little routine. And again, whatever works for you, I obviously will go into more detail with, with, uh, clients and I'm coaching them on what specifically works for them, but it can be anything. It just, uh, you shouldn't feel forced to do a certain thing or check off eight different things that you're doing for each of your routines. Right. I think that's really great advice. And I think something that really resonates too, is that like right now, like getting my meditation time in it, honestly, is like, sometimes we use calm, sometimes we use headspace, but we've, there are kids, there's kids in meditations, right? So it's really cool to be able to do it with her. Um, she's seven. Um, so like, you know, four or five minute meditations is kind of max that we can do, but at least I could feel like I've got something done and then also expose it to her as well, which I think is really cool. Um, which is a fun kind of fun process. Um, I think you touched on something interesting when you said, and I, I don't hear many people coach on it, which is taking that moment between working and then ending um, that kind of um, shutting down the mind before you go back into household, family, um, you know, significant other, whatever it might be. Um, what works for you in that moment? Because I've caught myself when I don't take that moment, I'll go back in the house. My mind's still like, I got to do this and I got to be on this call tomorrow and I have to make sure I get this post done. And I'm not present. Like I'm not engage with my daughter or my wife and I'm not fully there. Um, so how do you deal with it? Yeah, especially now too, right? Because a lot of people are used to commuting and their commute home might've been when they shut off. Right. And I know, you know, that you were working remotely, right. Sure. Uh, even before. So you probably have kind of like been a little more used to it, but for a lot of people, they're like, Whoa, now I have to, how do I create a boundary when I'm in, you know, my office is my dining room table is my whatever, you know, my, my couch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think what helps me. So when I schedule out my week, um, and this is another thing that, you know, we kind of talk about in empower you as well, but we, but you talk about scheduling your kind of me time, your self care time, and really putting those blocks of time in your calendar and actually sticking to them and respecting them. So one of the things you know, that I'll do is have that, have that kind of block of time that the day's over. Here's my next thing that I'm going to do. And the next thing is having dinner or spending time with, with my boyfriend or whatever it is. Um, and I'll put that in my calendar so that when I hit that time, it's kind of like, this signifies that this is my next chunk of the day. And 
I'm going to respect that. And at the beginning of the day, you know, I set my intentions to respect those things, right? So if you kind of start your day knowing that you're going to do that, and then when that hits and, and put it in your Google calendar, so it pops up or whatever calendar you use, um, that's not, I mean, I like a, I have a, a physical calendar that I write in as well, because I'm that kind of person that likes to cross things off, totally. but, um, you know, but I have both. So it'll pop up and kind of alert you that this is the time and you, know, you have to close a laptop, move it away, um, depending on how you're set up, right? Move away from that space if you can, if it's not your couch. Um, but at le- at the very least, you know, close the computer down and move it away. And then, yeah, like do a quick breathing exercise, even if it's 30 seconds or do a quick, you know, journaling or meditation or whatever that little quick thing is for you to signal this part is done. I'm moving on to the next thing. I love that. I love that. Um, I'm going to incorporate more of that. And I think it's something that a lot of people, like we talked about before, are just struggling with right now because those boundaries aren't sent like they once were. There's no happy hour after work. There's no there's no commute um, and radio time on the way back home. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, there may be a happy hour, but there's nobody else there. Is the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alone by yourself, happy hour. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, wind down time. Um, so what's kind of next for you uh, at this point, kind of on the journey here, what are kind of, what's got you excited? Where's kind of Gia going next right now? Like what's this kind of next phase of your business at this point? I think so. Yeah. The next phase will be as I'm, as I slowly have worked with, you know, one-on-one clients launching more of a, of a group program where there's more of that community aspect, I think is going to be really exciting and just kind of focusing more and more of my attention on, on this because it is where I see myself going and, uh, you know, and doing what I can to move into that, that space. That's awesome. Well, Gia, I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of share the journey, like, because I think so often we just get finished products and kind of the highlight reel and Instagram of people. And it's really cool to kind of peek behind the curtain and see someone in process that is building an incredible business an incredible brand. And you have such an incredible strength. And I think that really comes through, like you're such a knowledgeable person. You're so grounded and intentional. Um, I'm excited for, for the world to, to get a chance to see more of you, to get more of you and to um, really get some of your, your tips and, and, uh, and trainings here. Thank you so much. That was so sweet. That was a great send off. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. It's a pleasure. Thanks again. I hope you guys grabbed some great value out of today's conversation. If you want to further the conversation, I'd love to meet you personally. We've got a free Facebook community that you can dive into, free content, more resources, and I do lives every single week where I get a chance to interact with you and help coach you on exactly what you need. If you want to find it, you can find us at The Business of Feeling Good, or you can search the hashtag BOFG. Again, that's hashtag BOFG. If you like this episode, please share it. I'd love to hear from you. Your comments, your reviews truly mean so much to me. It's the lifeblood of what keeps me going, and it's how I craft the content that's better going to impact you. I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Until then, cheers. Cheers.